Good morning, and peace be with you. I'll direct you to the insert in the bulletin for announcements, and I have a, an announcement uh, that is, as they say, bitter and sweet. Bitter in that we won't see her for a while until we go to heaven, sweet, and that she is truly in heaven, and that is our friend Jean Lubrich. She passed away on December the 23rd. I, uh, uh, during the uh, uh, service on Christmas Eve, as uh, John was helping me with the filming and everything, and I was monitoring the site from the PC that I have there, um, her son Dana uh, left a post, and he said that she uh, passed away on the 23rd, and that she loved all things about this congregation. And she did, and she was, she was a, a very nice girl from Texas. And uh, she, I, she was very kind to me, as many people from Texas seem to be, and I married into a Texas family. She came uh, alongside me and was just so kind, and I called her the, my little Texas tornado, because she was. She would drive that little car of hers all the way up from Laguna uh, Woods uh, down there all the way up here, and she was always ready to go and early and uh, just a real joy. So let's lift uh, Dana up uh, in uh, our prayers. We know where uh, Jean is, and um, that's about all I got to to say about that, Tim, will you get us started? Joyful and true. 
please stand. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord.
save, comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, our Maker and Redeemer, you wonderfully created us and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him who made himself to be like us through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Merry Christmas. And also, peace be with you. Um, our first reading can be found uh, in Exodus on page 106. We'll be reading chapter 13, 1 through 3, and then we skip to the 11th verse and we read 11 through 15. Again, this can be found in the Pew Bibles if you have them in front of you there. You want to follow along, page 106. When we, make, when we do the reading here, we realize uh, that the Lord has spoke to Moses and he's asking him to tell the people that they must consecrate every firstborn male and their first offspring of every womb among the Israelites because he, they belong to him. Let's read what else it says. Lord said to Moses, consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether human or animal. Then Moses said to the people, commemorate this day, the day you came out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, because the Lord brought you out of it with a mighty hand 
eat nothing containing yeast. After the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and he gives it to you as he promised on oath to you and your ancestors, you are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem them with the lamb, every firstborn donkey, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. In the days to come, when your sons ask you, what does this mean? Say to him, with a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When the Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn of both people and animals in Egypt. That is why I sacrificed to the Lord the first male offspring of every woman redeem each of my firstborn sons. In your bulletin, we're going to be reading responsibly Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. May the works of the Lord, they are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. His causes of wonders to be remembered. Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works. Give them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just, and his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Fear the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have a good understanding. To him belong eternal praise. Next reading is from the book of Colossians that we're going to be, I'm going to be doing. We're going to be looking at our chapter 3. It's on the Pew Bible in front of you on page 1834. We'll read chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Uh, in this reading, it talks about how God chose us as his people. And our being chosen have expectations. Let's find out what they are. Verse 12, chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, 
and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, always giving thanks to the God, the Father, through him. This is the word of the God, Lord. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke from the second chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 40, and can be found on page 1591 of your Pew Bible. Luke records, When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout, He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, and a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel." The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined 
to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them, at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And when Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Well, the temple in the first century Jerusalem was a pretty busy place. Consider with me now the number of Jews that lived in the world during Jesus' day. And then let us consider all the ceremonial laws that required a trip to the temple in Jerusalem. The temple had to be a place of constant activity. So who knows how many parents brought their firstborn baby boys into the temple on the day that Mary and Joseph presented Jesus to the Lord? Who could know how many mothers were there for their rite of purification after giving birth? It, to the rest of the people in the temple, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they would just seem to be like any other family that were there fulfilling the law that God gave through his servant Moses. So how? How then were Simeon, how was Anna able to pick Jesus out of the crowd? How is that possible? How did they know that Jesus was consolation, he was redemption, and he was salvation? How did they know? How is it that the rest of the crowds didn't see anything special at all? The inspired words of Luke 
They give us the answer. Luke connects Simeon to the Holy Spirit three times. Did you hear me emphasize that? Three times. The Holy Spirit was upon him, Luke records. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. Now, Luther reminds us in his explanation in the third article of the Creed. He says, The Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies. The Holy Spirit called Simeon to faith. Luke tells us that he was a righteous and devout man. He was righteous in God's eyes. He was conscientious and a faithful believer. The Holy Spirit enlightened Simeon. The Holy Spirit told Simeon that he would see God's Christ before he died. The Holy Spirit gathered Simeon, and he led Simeon to the temple at just the right time to see Jesus. Now, Luke gives us the impression that Simeon was waiting for Jesus when Mary and Joseph brought him into the temple. And we can just imagine, just imagine waiting near the entrance to the temple and watching parents bring their firstborn sons to present them to the Lord. And then, when Mary and Joseph entered with Jesus, we can only imagine that the Holy Spirit was telling Simeon, hey, this one, that's the one. And can you imagine Mary's surprise when she entered the temple and this man reverently <laughs> removes Jesus from her arms and begins to worship him. Now, we might be inclined to downplay this event. We might even think and say, well, wasn't it nice that God made this special arrangement with Simeon? The story about Anna is also really nice. These are truly heartwarming events. And one might ask, yeah, that's really nice, Pastor, but what has it got to do with me? So what? That's an okay question to ask. I'll tell you what. Just as the Holy Spirit led Simeon, and just as the Holy Spirit led Anna to Jesus in the temple, he also leads people to Jesus today. Amen? The Holy Spirit is the only way that anyone can see Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the only one who provides and strengthens the faith that allows us to see the truth about Jesus. Now look, I don't mean that no one else in the temple saw Jesus. Anyone who looked in the right direction would be sure to see Joseph and Mary and the cute little baby son. 
they would feel a sense of fellowship, more than likely, with the parents, since many were there to present their firstborn as well. They would feel the continuity of the traditions of the law. They would feel all these things and, and more, but they would not, they could not understand that Jesus was special. They would not understand that here is God in the flesh, that here is the Savior of mankind. Now, much the same thing happens today. There are many, many people that believe in the historical Jesus. They will be quick to admit that Jesus lived on this earth. They will be ready to believe that Jesus did good deeds and and he taught good teachings. And he was a fine example for anyone to emulate. He's really a nice guy. And these people are ready to praise his bravery in criticizing the oppressive political establishment of his day. But anyone who is intellectually honest must agree that Jesus changed history in a big way. They must agree that his influence continues even to this day. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the Son of God come to earth. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the Savior of mankind. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the true Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal the true Jesus to our eyes through the gift of faith that he gives The Holy Spirit opens our spiritual eyes so that we become aware of our need for a Savior. He shows us that we have not loved God with our whole heart and that we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. He shows us that we have not done what God commands By the power of the Holy Spirit, we see the reality of the terrible, eternal punishment that our sins deserve. However, the Holy Spirit does not leave us in that predicament. No, he he gives us the same faith that allowed Simeon and, well, allowed Simeon to see God's salvation. And through that faith, we also see the salvation that God has prepared in the presence of all peoples. We see the baby in Simeon's arms grow up to take our sins and our guilt to that cross. We see the sword pierce Mary's heart as she watches her son suffer and die 
on the cross. But we also know that her son's suffering and dying, they, it frees her and us from sin. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes with the faith that allows us to see our sins taken away. The vision that we receive from the Holy Spirit also shows us Christ's triumph over death. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we see Jesus alive once again, risen from the dead, and now ascended to his throne in heaven. We see that he fills all things in heaven and on earth. He is with us always, even if we cannot see him with our physical eyes. The gift of faith that we receive from the Holy Spirit gives us the sight that we need to look at Jesus Christ and to see our Lord and Savior. Now, without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, people look at Jesus' life and they say, Isn't it sad that he died so young? They think that, my goodness, what he could have done if they wouldn't have crucified him on the cross. But with the Holy Spirit's gift of faith, we can see that the crucifixion on the cross is the truest expression of God's essence. We see that it was an act of salvation that is, as we say, look at what Jesus did through the crucifixion on the cross. Look what you did. Look what you did for all who believe. And later in today's service, let us remember Simeon's words as they are recorded in the gospel that we heard according to Luke. The Holy Spirit will use those words to remind us that we have not only seen, but also tasted our salvation as we receive the bread and the wine of the sacrament. The Holy Spirit will strengthen and keep us in the true faith of life everlasting. And it is in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Will you please stand? Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostle, or excuse me, the Nicene Creed, found on page three of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate with the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. And on the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, he will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lead your church, Lord to follow the example of Blessed Simeon, that all baptized Christians would embrace the Christ child by word and faith, and so be ready to depart whenever they are called. Lord, in your mercy, lover of mankind, bind our families together in perfect harmony and rule our hearts with the peace of Christ. Cause his word, to dwell richly among us, and let fathers and heads of household teach and admonish their families in all wisdom. Let our songs, words, and deeds be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with thanksgiving. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, your Son alone is judge of the earth who decides all matters in equity and righteousness. Let us entrust ourselves to Christ and likewise delight in the fear of the Lord. Let us not put our trust in princes and leaders of this world who must judge by what they see and hear. We pray for their health and wisdom and ask that we may honor them for the sake of conscience before you. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Lord, help the sick and suffering, especially those who 
desire our prayers, those who we name out loud at this moment. Surround them with your love in Christ, and according to your gracious will, will, heal them. Comfort all those who mourn, especially Dana Lubrich at this moment over the passing of his mother, and fill their hearts with the certain hope of the resurrection. Lord, in your mercy, let all who come to the sacrament of the altar this day See their salvation in the very body and blood of Christ, given them to eat and to drink. Let all return home like blessed Simeon, well prepared to depart in peace. Lord, in your mercy, we give thanks for our brothers and sisters who have departed in the peace of faith. Bring us with them to see with our own lies the light of the nations, and the glory of Israel. Lord, in your mercy, it is into your hands, O Lord, that we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. In the wonder and mystery of the Word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to the love, the God whom we cannot see. And so, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. May we meditate on the words of Simeon as we see Christ in the Word, as we see Christ in the sacraments. May it prepare us and comfort us that we will all one day go, depart, to be present with him face to face for eternity. May that comfort you. May it give you his peace and his joy. Come, the table is prepared.
Merry Christmas. May you meditate on the words of Simeon. May you meditate on the Holy Spirit as he equips you and me in so many ways. May you ask him before you go and do your readings during the week, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, wisdom and discernment to know. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Makes fresh my
Você 